Blog Talk Radio. It's Sports Talk with K-Walk and E. Scott, and we read it right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. The sports analyst that covers it all brings it all every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Sometimes they go into overtime. You don't want to miss these two former college football athletes, the Houdat and Niner Gang, Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Again. It's Sports Talk with K-Walk and E. Scott, and we read it right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Good evening, good evening, good evening. It is Wednesday, 7 p.m., so that means you are tuning in to Sports Talk with K-Walk and E. Scott right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, as always, we got a great one uh, plan for you this evening. Uh, I'm going to talk NBA playoffs. Yeah, these uh, these uh, second rounds are winding down, getting closer to those uh, conference semi uh, conference finals. Excuse me. Uh, going to dive into that uh, for sure. I'm going to talk some uh, some NFL. Uh, also, our segments, our Hollywood Swinging segments, uh, my one ticket, of course, E. Scott Entertainment segment. I, I'm hearing that we're going to have some guys calling in this evening. Uh, we made sure that we don't run into we ran into last week um, for sure, because that's always that's our popular uh, segment for sure. Also, want to talk uh, Bronny James. Bronny James is committed to a school. Um, what that means for the transfer portal and guys in the transfer portal. Can't wait to hear what E. Scott has to to say about that. So, with that being said, let's bring in Mr. Scott. Mr. Scott, how are you doing this evening, my brother? Hey, man, all is well. We're here to infotain, entertain <laughs> you while giving you pertinent sport information <laughs> with these fire takes. <laughs> for sure, man, for sure. Well said. Hey, listen, e, let's let's dive into it. As I stated, you know, these uh, these conference finals are, are, are right here are on the cusp. Couple teams are one game away from, uh, you know, from 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 advancing, and um, that one team. Well, we're talking about the Sixers uh, right now. The Sixers and Celtics. The Sixers went up three-two yesterday or last night, and in a game e that uh, it, it seemed like the Celtics were disinterested. Man, I mean, they went out and the Celtics. I mean, the Sixers went in there. They should have lost that game. The the, the previous game, game four, meaning the Sixers. But they held on nonetheless, and then they came out and with a convincing win last night, E, and just blew the Celtics out the building, out their own building, man. Um, there was just seemed like there was just no energy there. Um, and so with that being said, the Sixers went up three-two. What do you credit that? Do you give it you know, more so? Was that the Sixers wanting it more? The Celtics being nostalgic? What was going on? Because they had all of the momentum. And I know you don't believe in momentum. Ladies and gentlemen, we know E. Scott. If you if you're if you're an avid listener, he doesn't believe in momentum. But it seemed like you know the Sixers um, were riding that riding that wave, if you will. Um, I mean, the Celtics, I should say, even though they lost the previous game. But what say you about the outcome of that game last night? Well, let me start here. With mm-hmm. basketball, the NBA, what they've wanted for years is parity, and you have yeah. more parity in the league than I've ever seen in my lifetime. If you take it back. To late 80s, early 90s, you had Detroit being the dominating force. 
Then you had mm-hmm. to run the Lakers had. You had the Bulls run. I mean, Celtics back in the day. You had the, the San Antonio run. Then you had the Miami Heat run. You had mm-hmm. the Golden State run. But right now, okay, well, I can't definitively tell you not only who's <laughs> going to win the championship, I can't even tell you who's going. It's, just, it's just <laughs> night in and night out. You you get the parity that the NBA has wanted for a long time. Mm-hmm. I mean, because you'll see, for example, the Lakers won by 30 the other night. And then tonight, right. Golden State might come out and win. Like, like mm-hmm. you just mentioned, the, the Philly-Boston game. You have one game without Embiid, Philly dominates. Embiid yeah. comes back, Celtics dominate. I mean, right. it's, it's just so much parity, which is good for the league. Don't get me wrong, I'm not complaining about it. But the parity mm-hmm. is truly there. Like I said, I have no idea who's going to win the championship because I can't even tell you definitively who's going to come out the east or the west. But the only team that's showing me definitely probably going to come out, I'm thinking Denver in the west. That's yeah. the only, if I'm a betting man, that's the only bet I can make. The East is completely up for grabs because Miami looks dominant, but can they beat either Philly or Boston? I mean, we don't know. I mean, but that's what makes it so good. But to bring it back to this series, that that the Philly-Boston series, I do think Boston is the better team because Embiid is not 100%, and I think ultimately Boston will prevail in that series. Yeah, e, I mean, you make great points there. I mean, you made some of the points I was going to make as far as, the you know, the first two games go. You know, uh, MB was out with the knee injury, and the, the Sixers, um, they look good. And I said going into the series, knowing Joel Embiid wasn't going to play in that first game, I said um, uh, I mentioned that even though Joel Embiid's not there, I didn't say that. I, I, I felt that the Sixers played better without Joel Embiid. They're not a better team without Joel Embiid. No, no one is. You know, anytime that you have a, a dominant center, the, obviously the MVP of the league, then you have, your, you have better chances on, on winning the game. But I just felt like, you know, sometimes teams play better without their best star, a guy who, who dominates the ball or, or he demand, not demand, he doesn't demand the ball. But, you know, the right coach is going to put the ball in his hands as many times as you possibly can because he is the best option for any team, not just the, not just the Sixers. But the second game he comes back, and it kind of was proving my point. And, you know, they look like a different team. Now, James Harden kind of wasn't that James Harden was in the first game, that 45-point performance. Second game, James Harden, you know, fell into that as well, and, and the Sixers were able to win that game. But it seems like James Harden and Joel Embiid have found one another, if you will, and uh, you know now they're they're picking up, you know, picking up the pieces when you know when they lost those two games uh, right now. So I'm liking the Sixers right now. I do like the Sixers. I just can't believe that the Celtics would, you know, let that game get away from them the way that they did the, uh, last night because of the fact that it matter that they were home. And, you know, they had a chance to go up 3-2. And you have a chance to get, you know, a, a game closer to the Eastern Conference Finals. I don't know what happened there other than the Sixers said, listen, not so fast, my friend, in my Lee Corso voice. So, um, with that being said, I do like the Sixers to close it out. I, I think, you know, we're going to see, a, a, you know, a more competitive Celtics team. And I think the Sixers, you know, hopefully they don't fall into that trap that the Celtics fell into last night where they're thinking they're at home. It should be a gimme game. But um, because if it goes seven, obviously it can go either way. I, I like I like the Celtics. I don't like the Celtics to repeat 
their performance on their home court if it goes to game seven. So the Sixers have to close it out. I believe they will. They close it out tomorrow night. If they don't, then I'm going Celtics. I'm, I'm going Sixers in six. But if I'm wrong, then I'm going Celtics in seven. I know I'm kind of playing the fence there, ladies and gentlemen, both sides of the fence, but that's where I'm going with that because I just think that the, uh, the Sixers, they know that they can beat them on the road, at home, whatever the case may be. So I'm going with the Sixers in six if – if I'm wrong, which I sometimes I am, <laughs> then I'm going to go Celtics in seven. I just think that they won't slip up again on their home court if they get that opportunity again, for sure. All right, good stuff there, E. All right, E. Next game here, I, I want to. You mentioned the uh, the Lakers and, and the Warriors. Uh, they play tonight, and the Lakers have a chance to close this game out. E. I had the Warriors winning this series. I, I didn't think it would be a, you know an easy uh, easy victory or easy you know um, win. I, I thought it would go six. Uh, I did think it go, would go. Six. It went six, and it was a possibility in the back of my head that I said it could possibly go seven. It could possibly go seven, but nonetheless, I had the Warriors winning this series. I something in me, my gut, e tells me that the Warriors are going to push it to seven. I know they got to get through tomorrow night. I mean tonight, as far excuse me, but um, I, I just don't believe that they're going to go out to um, you know with all the experience that they have, all the talent that they have. Um, and to lose to and in a fashion a gentleman sweep to the Lakers of all teams who who's on the cusp of not even possibly getting in the playoffs, let alone getting this far. But what say you about this series, E, and how do you see tonight's game being played? Now with this series, I feel the same way about this one as you feel about the Philly Boston series. If the mm-hmm. Lakers are going to win this series, they have to do it tonight when they're up three one. If they let Golden State hang around, I think ultimately if it goes seven, Golden State wins the series. But it's kind of like in tennis where you have, you know, set um, two set points. And then Mm -hmm. they're up, you know, two set points. They got a whole serve and close out. Because if they don't, if it goes to deuce, 3-3, I favor favor (laughs) Golden State. All right, advantage so you advantage Warriors if it if it goes due. So yeah. okay, I got you. Okay, I got you. <laughs> Good analogy there. Good analogy there. Yeah, I mean, I, like I stated earlier, I, you know, I just feel like the 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 Lakers they have what it takes to close these guys out. It just seems like Clay is off right now for the Warriors, and that's huge uh, for him to not be uh, not be on for them right now. And a lot of people were saying like, well, it's Clay. It's you know, you know. Uh, Steph is doing too much. Draymond is not that guy. Where's Andrew Wiggins? But I think that and, and these guys are downplaying and meaning the Warriors are downplaying, like saying that they all have to come together. They all have to play well, which is true. But you do need Clay to you. Could, sometimes you can get this particular team can get away with you know with a Draymond not performing well or an Andrew Wiggins not performing well. But you can't get away from you can't get away with Steph Curry um, being the only one that's playing well. Clay has to play well just as much as uh, Steph Curry uh, for sure because they are they are the Splash Brothers for a reason. And they get here, they win because because of the when those two guys are on, they're they're pretty much unbeatable uh, to be honest with you. And for Clay to just disappear in these last three games, man, it's just it's just uncalled for, man. And, and it's, it's it's hard for them to overcome this because they need those guys. They need the Clays, they need Steph Curry's, they need the Draymond Greens, uh, and they need, you know, those those guys Andrew Wiggins and and uh, and Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole's another guy. Who's fall, that, you know, falling off? That's who I was from the midst Somebody yeah. getting fired behind this Jordan Poole contract. 
he's not living up to it, dog. I mean, him and his agent laughing all the way to the bank. But, yeah, somebody looking at that contract right now, talking about is there a way out? Has he been unethical? I mean, is, has, has mm-hmm. he, you know, done some detrimental to the team? How can right. we get out of this deal? Because he's yeah. terrible. Yeah, I think I think he needs to get, you know, uh, it's a funny, but it's not. But I, maybe Dre needs to punch him in the face again, man. I don't, I don't know what it is. <laughs> but he, he needs something, man. He needs something to wake him up, man, because when when Clay's not on, again, as I mentioned, when Clay, Clay's not on, somebody's got to step up for that. And it can and, and Wiggins can only do so much. And Draymond, Draymond's not a scorer. You know, Draymond's that guy that does the stuff that generally don't show up in the box scores, like, you know, the antagonizing, the the, the, uh, the opposing team's best player, you know, getting under their skin, getting their mind, um, you know, out of the game, uh, if you will, um, doing the other things, the hustle points, the diving on the ground, um, all of those things, that, that dirty work, if you were that Dennis Rodman type, uh, that Dennis Rodman type game, that's what he is. You can't expect him to, to give you 20, 20 plus points on, on, on a given, on any given night, maybe, you know, maybe one night here and then, and who knows when else again? But he don't don't expect it on on you know on every night in, in a series like this if Clay is off. But Clay's got to step his game up, man. And I think he'll he'll be ready to go. And I think they win tonight. E. And I don't want to seem like it's it's the Warriors. It's what not the it's, it's not what the Warriors are doing. It's what the, I, I got to give credit to the Lakers, man. I got to give credit to the Lakers for sure. So I don't want to make it the seem look, like for our Lakers. Lakers are Anthony Davis. Exactly, man. But whatever the case may be, he found a new he found a new life, man. He found a new something about it. He's staying healthy. I think that's the most important thing. He's staying healthy, even t- even though every time he hits the ground, you know, Laker fans, you know, they hold their breath to see if he's going to get up. I mean, he he falls down and he gets up and then he he got a busted lip. He's holding his arm. He can't lift his arm. It's kind of like that movie, um, uh, Breakable, Unbreakable. I think it's called Breakable with Bruce Willis and Samuel Jackson. Like you know, uh, Bruce Willis can get hit by a car, hit by a train, blah 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 blah, and nothing happens to him. <laughs> and uh, Samuel Jackson just falls off the curb and he breaks a leg or something like that. So that's exactly. how I feel with Anthony. <laughs> I feel with Anthony Davis. It's just like every little thing that you know that happens to him. He trips over someone's leg or he bangs knees with someone. You know, you just you just expect him not to return. To, to be honest with you, once he leaves, but again, Lakers are are taking advantage of of what the Warriors aren't doing. So I don't want to make it seem like it's the Warriors losing this series more than the Lakers are winning it because it's the Lakers still have to play excellent ball. Even though that that last game it was it got closer than the Lakers wanted it to be. Um, but that's the Warriors team, you know. You're gonna, you gotta be, you know. That's the heart of a champion. So I, that's why I said it. This series is not over, and I think the Lakers want to do their best to close it out. I know they're going into that mentality to close it out tonight, but if they don't, it's gonna be, you know, one game at a time. The Warriors are gonna take it one game at a time, and that could be scary, especially if Clay is on early. If he gets on um, hot early, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, the Warriors will win this game, and and if he can stay consistent, he'll they'll, they'll win this series for sure. So I'm not counting the Warriors out just yet, but um, this obviously this game tonight is huge for for Clay Thompson and and the Warriors uh, for sure. All right, e, let's stay in the West, man, and then let's talk about the uh, the Suns uh, and the Nuggets. Um, Suns were down 0-2. 
fought back. No Chris Paul. They fought back. It seems like it's the you mentioned AD. It's the AD show in the, in LA right now. It's the Devin Booker and and the Kevin Durant show in in, in Phoenix. Um, even though they got blown out last night. Um, what say you about this series? E, do the uh, the Suns have enough? Is Devin Booker, is KD enough uh, to get past this Nuggets team? Also, um, we'll touch on a little bit, but um, what's the importance of Chris Paul coming back? They need that guy, man. They, they, they need that guy. Also, should he come off the bench? Should he start? And I definitely got to ask you about Joker. Should he have been suspended? But we'll talk about that after you give me you know, give us your thoughts and opinions on the series, on this particular series and tonight's game or I, tomorrow night's game. I I think the problem in Phoenix, they just don't have dudes. They don't have yeah. enough dudes because you got you got K, you got KD and you got Devin Booker. After that, dog, it, it, it's I mean it's feast of famine. I mean Chris Paul is hurt. They just they they. Like, when they get off the bus, like a lot of teams, they'll have 12 yeah, guys, but they do a yeah. seven-man rotation. <laughs> hey, dog, Phoenix only got about seven. I mean, they, they just don't have those, those extra dudes. And I think that's going to run – that's going to be a problem for them. I mean, I, I don't know how well they're going to be when Chris Paul comes back because I don't know what type of Chris Paul we're getting. This series right. is definitely going to be won by Devin Booker and KD if it's going to be won. But I think it's over. I think the Joker and them take this one because, like I said, they're the only team that I, if I was going to put money down to win the win the, win the conference, I would say Denver winning the West would, would be my bet. Not saying it's locked up one, but right, that's, I got the bet, that's the bet I would make. Yeah, I mean, I definitely agree with you there, man. You did, you did reference that. I think I don't know if it was last week or the week before when you kind of referenced the you know the softball game, like the softball team, and you're playing pickup, well not pickup, but if you're playing softball, and you just don't have enough guys, and you just pick up someone in the yeah. parking lot so you can feel exactly. the team. You got, yeah, stay consistent with that for sure. Yeah, man, and, and I and I definitely agree with you. I agree with you then. And I'm still agreeing with you in, in that aspect is that I just don't think they have enough off the bench, man. I think that KD trade kind of set the Suns back, um, from especially from a depth standpoint, because, you know, when you get rid of those guys that they got rid of, um, well, not get rid of, got rid of, but the guys that they traded, you know, like, you know, like a Cam Johnson. Cam was huge off the bench, um, and I forget who else they sent over there as well. I mean, yes, you got a great talent in KD, but KD can only give you so much, um, you know, for sure. Devin Booker is doing everything he possibly can, and Devin Booker's, you know, um, nature to, to, to keep this team afloat. And KD, and to KD's credit as well, he's doing the same thing. He's keeping up with uh, with Devin Booker. They're matching 36-point games. If Devin Booker scores 43, KD's right behind him with 38 or 36. You know, he's being consistent. He's being the Robin to to Devin Booker's Batman or, or Pip to, uh, to MJ's, uh, you know, uh, to MJ's uh, um, uh, sidekick, if you will. So, yeah, I, I, I think – I don't know if they, they just don't have enough, man. They don't, and, and, and what bothers me about this and what's frustrating, and, and if I'm, a, if I'm a, a fan looking on the out, from the outside, I can only imagine what the Suns feel like about DeAndre Ayton, man. I'm calling this dude. I'm not even calling him DeAndre. I'm calling him Andre because there's no D in his game, man. There's no yeah, D in yeah. his name. There's no D in his game. You know, he just looks like a little kid playing in, uh, playing against Joker. He's like, you know, Joker could just do whatever he wants. I don't know if you – 
you know, if you guys have a little brother, you know, everyone did it. Everyone did a little brother, little sister. When you used to hold the ball in the air and, and they used to jump up in the air, swing at the ball, and they know they couldn't get it, and you just have, that's what Joker's doing to to Aiton, man. And and Aiton doesn't show like he has any heart. He shows like he doesn't have any heart. He's not fighting this guy. He's not pushing him around. He's just like the bully. He's just like, you know, the gooch taking Arnold Jackson's lunch buddy, man. <laughs> That's what he looks like to me, man. And there's no fight in his game, man. It's just like he just – there is just no fight in this dude's game. I don't know. I know that, you know, that saying is his, you know, people always say, oh, my heart doesn't pump Kool-Aid. I think this brother's heart really does pump Kool-Aid, man, because he doesn't show any fight to me, man. And and, and, and him and Monty Williams don't get along either. And that's and that's the problem. Yeah, and that could be the reason why. That could be the reason why. Because you know Monty back in the day, Monty was that guy. He did all the little things. He wasn't Monty wasn't a superstar, but he did he was that role player. He knew his role and he and he and he played his role very well. Aiton just signed that big contract. You mentioned contract with Jordan Poole. Aiton signed a big contract as well, but he's not living up to that contract. And, again, we're not asking him or Suns fans aren't asking him, and he doesn't need to do it. He doesn't need to go out there and score point for point or match Jokic point for point, but he does have to try to eliminate, you know, to contain him. You know, the same age old saying, you don't have to stop him. You can just have to contain him, and he's not doing. He's not even attempting to contain this dude, and it's just and it's just putting so much more pressure on the offense, on Devin Booker, on KD to to match you know uh, Joker's uh, um, his points, and then when you get Jamal Murray stepping his game up now, good gracious, it's just it's really an uphill battle for uh, for the Suns. But uh, speaking of Jokic, uh, E, we all saw the uh, we all saw the. The altercation, if you will, the incident between Jokic and the uh, and Matt, um, I can't pronounce his last name, the owner of the Suns. Um, you know, Jokic ultimately got uh, a technical foul for you know giving him a little elbow, um, if you will. What nothing big, but there was a it was a big time flop, man, by the owner. And I think you know DeAndre Ayton can take some pointers from the owner, you know, as far as flopping goes, <laughs> because that was that, that that was a nice that was a nice flop. But ultimately, Joker got a, a technical foul during the game and then a $25,000 fine um, thereafter. A lot of people saying he should have been suspended. Even the Suns, co- uh, the Suns owner said that, you know, he didn't think that he should be suspended. He didn't want him to be suspended. Why you say that when you're down 0-2, don't understand that, or down you, I think it was tied at the time, 2-2, whatever the case may be. You want Jokers out of there as much as you possibly can. But. Your thoughts? Should Joker have been suspended? Did the did the, uh, the NBA handle it correctly? Was the fine too much, or was was he was he punished uh, appropriately? I should say. No, I think the NBA got this one wrong. Like you said about you know your boy DeAndre Ayton. I know Monty Williams <laughs> told him if I had anybody else to put out there, I would. <laughs> I seriously. Here's why I think Joker should have been suspended, and I'm a Joker fan. I personally, okay. would, if I had the MVP vote, I would have voted for the Joker over M, over Embiid, and there's no shade to Embiid. I just I, I'm a Joker guy, but here's why I think the Joker should have been suspended. Now, if that were Draymond Green, all things are the exact mm-hmm. same, but just replace Joker with Draymond Green. Draymond Green would have been suspended. And now, right. when I brought that up, when I was talking to to your buddy, to your buddy Manny. He says prior bad acts, but in the moment, 
I don't think you can factor in prior bad acts. So maybe he shouldn't have been suspended because you got time to go back and look at that. But he should have been thrown out of the game at that point. He should have been teed up and he should have been thrown out of the game. And then the NBA can look at it and say, okay, prior bad acts, he don't have any. You know, like I said, the Draymond does. And then you can reevaluate it from there. But to let him to continue playing, I really think that the, the NBA got this one wrong. Because I think, you know, all guys are not treated the same on the macro. Because like like you said, things have they do stuff. But on the on the on the um in the moment all guys should be treated the same in the moment. You know what I'm saying? You do yeah. something, and in the moment, if, if it warrants you being thrown out, you should be thrown out. If it doesn't, you shouldn't. But I think this warranted the Joker to be thrown out in the moment. And I personally think he, he should have got a one-game suspension. Yeah, man. I, I'm, I was looking at this, and I thought that, you know, I thought it was handled appropriately. Should he have been suspended, you know, <clears throat> I, I I was I was on a fence with this. I don't know if he should have been suspended. I thought the fine was appropriate because twenty five k to the jokage is is just that. It's a joke. Um, to be honest with you, you know, I'm pretty sure he probably has some, that lane somewhere and you know in his in his car, his ashtray or something like that. But we get it. It goes to a good cause. It goes to charity. Um, you know the the uh, the fines. So he's not going to miss any of that, uh, to be perfectly honest with you. And and the owner will probably take care of it for him anyway, or he'll get that back and, and it's at some point, whether it be a tax write-off, whatever the case may be. I thought that was I thought that um, was null and void, to be honest with you. But from the suspension standpoint, yeah, I you know, e, I never thought about him being kicked out of the game. I thought it was handled appropriately. I was okay if he got suspended, and. I was okay that he didn't get suspended, if that makes any sense, because I know how the league works, and I know how Joker's not that guy. He's not known to be that guy. You mentioned you brought up Draymond Green. Draymond Green has that reputation. We uh, we get that. Now, had that been Draymond Green, yeah, he probably would have been kicked out of the game. And if not, then it would probably been like you know a flagrant one where they get two shots in the ball, and then you know he's possibly facing one game suspension. I can see that, but Jokic doesn't have that. You know, he doesn't have that uh, that reputation, and I think that ultimately saved him. You know, he's coming off what a you know back to back MVP um, seasons, and he finished second in in, in the uh, the voting this year. So you know, he wants to be. I mean, they want him to be the face of the NBA. So they're not going to you know betray him. They're not going to suspend him and make him look like a bad guy because they want him to be the face of the NBA. In my personal opinion, ladies and gentlemen. I didn't hear this from anyone else. It's just me just looking on the outside, uh, looking from the outside in. So, yeah, I, I was I was okay with him not being suspended, E, but at the same time, had it gone either way, had, I was okay with it had it gone anyway. I wouldn't have been like, oh, no, he shouldn't have been suspended or, yeah, he should have been suspended. I'm okay with the decision that they ultimately made because – you, you got to find him. You, you know, you got to do something. You got to punish him in some type of way. And again, we talk about reputation. So you can't just give him a slap, even though it's probably is a slap on the wrist compared to what Draymond Green probably would have received. But nonetheless, um, you got to punish him some type of way. So yeah, I definitely agree with that uh, uh, for sure. Is that 
you know, they, I think they got it right. I think they, they got it right, in, in my opinion. Uh, just looking at it and, and looking at it more in depth and, and looking at exactly what he did <laughs> to the owner. And, again, the owner flopped, and then rightfully so. You know, he's a game of ship. I thought it was now, quick thinking. Good. Now, now let, let, let this be said, too. The owner was out of line. You can't mm-hmm. hold the basketball. You can't make yeah. yourself a part of the game. So I'm not at all excusing what the what the owner, you know, did. But here's the mm-hmm. thing. You can't throw the owner out. Now, what they did do <laughs> in the moment, the dude behind the owner, oh, yeah, now you got to go. <laughs> they threw they him out with a quickness, and I know he's wondering, what did I do? Oh, you so you you did something. Hey, we, had to, we had to throw somebody out, and we couldn't throw him out, so it's you. Yeah, they, they rolled him up out of there with a quickness. Yeah, he, and somebody had to go, man. Somebody had to go. They weren't going, like you said, they weren't going to throw the owner out, and obviously they weren't going to throw Joker out either, so somebody had to go. He's like, what I do? I'm just standing here minding my business. Like, yeah, but you know, guilty by association. You got, you, you got to go, man. You, you got to go. But uh, yeah, good stuff there, E. And I, I definitely agree with the. I think the this this series is is over. I, I just don't think that the Suns have enough to uh, to ultimately get it done, man. I just think you know, with KD, even with KD scoring 40, if and Devin Booker scoring 40, I just don't think they have enough off that bench, man. To 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 um to relieve them to relieve them if you will and sustain you know if not a lead you know stay close because every time you look up in this series the Nuggets are always it's not like a four point game where they're constantly up you know consistently up six seven points they're up by double digits every time you look up the Nuggets and and you look at and then you look at Devin Booker's numbers and you look at KD's numbers like what more can they do <laughs> like what more can they do other than just play two man basketball but. You know, that that can't happen. But, yeah, I think this series is over. I, I think they close it out. Denver closes out the next game, and then uh, they'll be waiting for the, the winner of the Warriors and the, and Lakers. All right, so uh, speaking of Lakers, we're, we're going to grab a break. But when we come back, Ronnie James has uh, committed to USC, University of Southern California, ladies and gentlemen. Um, didn't realize. I know LeBron, LeBron didn't go to college, but um, apparently he's the first James to actually um, going to attend college. So that's going to be that. That's interesting in itself. But um, I'm going to ask E. You know what it means uh, for the USC the recruits. What it means for the transfer portal. How many people will follow uh, Ronnie James to USC? And uh, do you see these guys who are currently in the portal? following him there because of his name. Um, definitely want to get your insight on that for sure. So we'll dive into that when we get back. Again, ladies and gentlemen, you are tuning to Sports Talk with K-Walk and E. Scott right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. We'll be right back. Hey, guys, this is Jaquan J. Kelly, a.k.a. Jamel Reef, Master Killer of Wu-Tang and American Saga on Hulu. You're listening to Sports Talk with K-Walk and E. Scott. They're taking a quick break, and they'll be right back. CampLyman.com is an opportunity for my big boys to come get some work. Let's put it all together. We built from the ground up. You know, our cliche is it all starts up front. Once again, start, stance, hand placement, hand separation, get offs, counter moves, a little bit of everything. Polish up those skills before your middle school or high school season began. Just come work on your craft. Once again, CampLyman.com. Do you need tile installed in your home or business? Then John Robinson Tile LLC is the company for you. 
We have over 60 years of experience installing tile. We do bathrooms, kitchens, and so much more. Give us a call at 803-529-0092. Check out our website at www.johnrobinsontile2.com. Visit us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, too. Just search J-Rob Tile or John Robinson Tile. We're licensed and insured and Schluter certified. If you need tile installed, we are your company. We believe in laying hands on everything that we do. That's John Robinson Tile Installation Service for new and old homes. Renovation of kitchens and bathrooms installs all types. That's John Robinson Tile, the number two, dot com. And we are back. And, again, you are tuning to Sports Talk with Kay Walk and E. Scott right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Uh, before the break, ladies and gentlemen, if you're just joining us, uh, we were uh, recapping the, uh, the, the, the games that have been played up to this point and um, giving our thoughts and opinions on the, on the next game. Right now, the Heat and Knicks are about to, uh, to tip off. The Heat are up 3-1, looking to close that out tonight. I'm um, going to be very interesting to see how um, – you know, how they come out on this one in the mix as well. If the garden is going to be jumping, are we going to see those fans that we saw in game one? <laughs> you know, for sure. We're going to definitely go dive into that one uh, for, uh, for sure, E. Um, I know we didn't touch on this game, E, but I want to start here, and then we'll get into Bronny James. I know we talked about Bronny James. But the Heat and Knicks are about to tip off right now, uh, E. Um, do the Heat close this one out? Do you see the Knicks extending this? Um, how do you see this game being played right now? It just seems like the Knicks, uh, for the most part, um, nothing to take away from my, my heat. Um, you know, they look like, you know, they're focused uh, on both ends of the court. You know, they're playing team ball, great team ball. Jimmy Butler is being Jimmy Butler, being the guy that they need him to be, arguably the best player in, in the playoffs right now. Um, but uh, how do you see this one playing out tonight? E, do the Heat close it out? Either way, they're going back to Miami. But do they go back Miami? Do I go back to Miami to wait on the Sixers, Celtics, or do they go back to wait for the the next game between the Knicks? How do you see this one playing out? They they definitely close it out tonight. And like you said, not to take anything away from the Heat because the Heat are playing excellent basketball. But Julius Randle came out and said, "Well, it looked like they wanted more." Hey man, you should be fired. I mean, I mean, I know as a professional athlete, you don't get fired, you get traded, you get cut or whatever. Right. But it, it, on a regular job, a nine to five like you and I have, <laughs> and I, we gotta let you go. I know you're a Seinfeld guy, so you'll mm-hmm. get this yeah. reference. Guy calls in Kramer and says, "Hey, these reports were like you have no, absolutely no business training at all. We're gonna have to let you go." And Kramer says, yes, uh, well, I don't, I don't work here. Work here. <laughs> and the guy says, well, that's what makes it so difficult. <laughs> yeah, Julian Randleman, we got to let you go. I mean, because you can feel that way. I mean, mm-hmm. but you can't say it, can't walk. You can't <laughs> on national TV and say, yeah, like they wanted more than us. Now, if you win, you can say, we wanted it more than them. But you can mm-hmm. never say, oh, right. I wanted more than us. I mean, because. 
the, 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 I mean, you're dead in the water when you do something like that. So even if by some miracle, you know, if they got Tim Donaghy out here referenced because they want the series to be extended and the Knicks win, they're, they're not going to beat the Heat. I mean, that, that series, though, I don't know if they close out tonight. I think they do. But, again, you know, like I just said earlier, parody and whatnot. Yeah. But that series is over. Yeah, yeah, I, I want to say the same thing. I'm just looking at the Heat and looking how they've, they've played, and, and they look like, you know, from start to finish, they, they, they've been the best team, and I thought they, they could have closed it out on uh, that second game where Jimmy Butler didn't play it out. I mean, not close it out, but they could have been up 2-0, but Jimmy, they decided Jimmy Butler was not going to play, you know, due to that ankle injury. They felt like, you know, they were playing with house money at that point because they were up one. They, they got the, um, the home court advantage there. So, um, you know, with that being said, man, I, you know, it should be over right now. But nonetheless, you know, uh, you know, the hardest, the most dangerous animal is a wounded animal right now, and that's what the Knicks are right now. They're a wounded animal, and you know, they're trapped in the corner. So sometimes, you know, they could be the most uh, dangerous animals. And so you got to learn, you got to know how to close this 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 particular series out because they're going to come out, especially in front of their crowd, and depending on who it is, who's going to be there. We know Spike is going to be there. You know, who else is going to be there? Are we going to see those same stars in game, you know, in the elimination game for the Knicks that we saw in the opening series of the, uh, of the, uh, in, in, the in the garden uh, for sure. But yeah, I, you know, I, I don't like to pick against my team. I don't like to pick, you know, my team. I just want to be a fan right now, but the way everything looks right now, looks like the, 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 the heat are going to close it out. They should close it out. That's what I'm going to say, but I'm rooting for them to close it out. Obviously uh, I'm a fan right now, but the, all signs point to the, the, the heat closing in out tonight. But as I said, as I stated, the Knicks are a wounded animal right now. And you got to treat that uh, very cautiously uh, for sure. All right. E, and with that being said, e, I, I want to talk, I want to stay on the, uh, the Knicks talk. And I want to, I want to talk about, um, I want to talk about, we kind of talked about this last night on, um, uh, on the sideline speaks, but Spike Lee is like, you know, he's the face of the Knicks for the most part, as far as being a big time fan, you know, you have those, those big time fans out there. You have, when you, when you talk about fans and you, you talk about the Lakers, you know, you know, you could talk about Jack Nicholson, you know, those guys that are always at the game, no matter what the record is, no matter what's at stake, you always see those same guys, those same consistent guys. So, Back in the day when MJ was there, when MJ was, you know, he labeled that the Mecca, meaning the garden. He labeled it the Mecca. No one said it before it. No one said it before uh, MJ said it. He labeled, he named the garden the Mecca because, obviously, you know, it's right there on Broadway. It's in the middle of Manhattan. You know, big-time stars go there, as we, we, we see there. But has it lost its luster there, E? And can we still say that it's the Mecca because of the way that the uh, the Knicks have performed and we see that they, they are inconsistent as far as making the playoffs? And when they do get in the playoffs, it just seems like if they get to the second round, it just seems like where was this team? What happened to this team? What happened to that first-round team? But I say all that to ask you again. Is the Garden still the Mecca, or do you see another Staples Center now the Mecca? What say you about this? Well, I'm going to say the Garden is still the Mecca only because even when the Knicks are terrible, and they usually are, they sell out every night. And and tickets are almost impossible to get, and when you do, they cost an arm and a leg. Here in Orlando, 
I can go see the magic for about fifteen about about ten, fifteen dollars. Well, the ticket itself is only about five dollars, but you gotta go through Ticketmaster. So after taxes yeah, and fees, it's about yeah. twenty five dollars. Mm-hmm. But um, I can go see a magic game for less than thirty dollars. You mm-hmm. you I, I I can't even get parking in Manhattan for thirty dollars. So yeah, I'm gonna say from that aspect, the actual garden is the Mecca. Are the New York Knicks the Mecca? No. Because you would think Manhattan, New York, the nightlife, the restaurants, all that it has to offer, it would be a bigger free agent destination. Who has the free agent they got? Mellow. That's right. not a big free agent that they got. And, and we see that didn't work out. That means they had Lynn Sanity and all this other nonsense that they have around, around the Knicks. So the Knicks, not the Mecca. Uh, Madison Square Garden, yeah, I would still say it's the Mecca. I mean, Staples Center, eh, you, you, it's star-studded, but it's just mm-hmm. something about Madison Square Garden. Yeah, and you, and you wonder why, you know, with that being said, because I agree, I, I think it's still the Mecca there, e, but you wonder why it doesn't attract more, uh, you mentioned free agents, why it doesn't attract bigger, bigger names. Uh, there, you know, like the LeBron James, like a Jimmy Butler, you know, these guys that, you know, have gone through free agent in the last few years, like a KD, a Kevin Durant, um, you know, why yeah, don't KD, see KD the... and Kyrie went to Brooklyn. I know, that's what I'm saying, I mean, exactly, right across yeah, the exactly. and, and, and you live exactly. in New York, K-Wall, nothing against Brooklyn, but Manhattan or Brooklyn, the choice is Manhattan six days a week and twice on Sundays. Yeah, absolutely, brother. Absolutely, and, I, and I've been to I've been to uh, Barclays Center, but I've never been to the Garden, and I and I refuse to go to the Garden. I just don't. It's just something about the Garden that just doesn't um, do it for me, you know. Even though I, you know, it's on a bucket list, it should be on my bucket list, I should say, but it's not. It's no, nothing there that attracts me. I'm just not a Knicks guy, even though it's closer for me to go to the Knicks. Actually, no, I'm not. It's actually closer for me to go to Brooklyn, but nonetheless, I, I just don't see anything. Um, attractive about it in in my opinion but it could be the same thing why these big time guys don't go to you know don't go to the garden and and it's, it's at least one guy and then start that trend you know start that uh you know that ball rolling down you know that snowball effect if you will but you don't see big time guys there what they they got Jalen Brunson I mean he he's he's decent but he's not a superstar He's not a superstar. Like, KD was able to go anywhere he wanted. Kyrie was able to go anywhere he wanted. And the Knicks have the money. It's not like they're not, you know, James Dolan, the owner of the Knicks, it's not like he doesn't pay these guys. He, they, everyone gets paid once they go there. But for some reason or another, they just don't attract them. Look here, e, we got uh, we got Brittany Jones here holding on right now. want to bring her in here, and um, she's been listening for a little bit. Um, we're definitely going. We touched on your, your Sixers and and, uh, and the Celtics series, Brett. First and foremost, thank you for joining us. I so appreciate you. And we're of talking course, about guys. What's going on? All is well. <laughs> all is well. <laughs> hey, listen. You heard what the topic we're talking about. Give me your thoughts and opinion. I know you're not a big. You know, you're a Sixers fan, so you know you're mm-hmm. you're not a fan of. The Knicks, you're not a fan of the Heat, the Celtics, for obvious reasons, because they're mm-hmm. in the same division, same conference. But what's your thoughts and opinions on the, the Garden being the Mecca? Well, I mean, I don't have a problem with the Heat. They're not in my division. Um, mm-hmm. It's the Nets, the Bostons, and, and the Knicks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, oh, and Toronto. <laughs> we always forget about Toronto. Um, right. But my, you said my opinion on the, the Garden? Yeah, because do, do you I, still I do. consider it to be the Mecca? 
I mean, I guess because of where it's located. Mm-hmm. So by default, yes. Um, but when you're talking about as far as how good the team is, absolutely not. That team is so trash to me. I don't care if they're in the playoffs or not. I will say it, and I will say it. Whoever's the Knicks fans that's listening, I said what I said, and I'm keep saying what I say and how I said it. They are trash, and clearly they are playing like trash. And Julius Randle was the main one to admit they were trash. You don't say mm-hmm. that. You don't say that in a press conference. Oh, they wanted more. What? That don't even sound right. So back to my point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, great point. And, and let me ask you this. The reason why I bring up this question, bring up uh, the, is it the still a Mecca? Because as we were talking earlier, like, um, they don't have, they don't attract big-time stars. Like we mentioned in the last mm-hmm. five, six years, we've seen a number of big-time free agents. We've seen, like we mentioned, KD. We've seen Kyrie. They team up, and they go to, you know, cross-town cross rivals in Brooklyn. Um, and where they can be, but the Mecca is the Mecca. Why wouldn't you want to play in, you know, in front of fans like that? I mean, they're, I, I think I have to, I have to say that the, the Knicks fans are probably the most passionate fans. I know the mm-hmm. Sixers are up there as well. Nothing to take mm-hmm. away from them. But I'm a little closer to the, 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 the Knicks fans than I am to the Sixers fans. But they mm-hmm. are passionate, and they have history. It's on Broadway. Big time people go there. You know, you see all these stars go there. But why does why do, why can't they track those big time names like a KD, like a LeBron, like a Kyrie? What is it about that organization? Is it the owner? Is it James Dolan? Um, Britt, what say you about that? Why can't they get a big time name guy in there? I it's it's, it's I I don't understand it because like you said, it's New York City. For all that you hear about mm-hmm. New York for many 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 years. They just rather go elsewhere. I don't know if it's the taxes, but that can't be the case because they're going to L.A. still, and they're going right. to San Francisco, right? Right. Um, so I think it has something to do with the organization. I don't think it has anything to do with the fan base because once you are, mm-hmm. I know East Coast fan base is some of the roughest and toughest fans to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you are a player that plays for – you know, for one of these fan bases, you love it as long as you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. Now, if you're the opposite, then that's when you're going to feel it the most, i.e. Ben Simmons and so forth. We've seen it a bunch of times. Um, but so it just comes down, I honestly think it's the organization. It's something about the organization that is not attracting these big-time superstars. Yeah. And I'll never understand it because the last one they had was Carmelo Anthony. Yeah. And then you'll see what happened with him, and he, you know, he winds up going out west. So right. it's 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 mind-boggling to me. I mean, I've um, you know, James Dolan. I mean, he's willing to to spend the money. He doesn't get involved in the uh, the, the the basketball, the day-to-day basketball operations. He what he does is he just sits back, he makes the money, and he signs the paychecks, and he puts guys in positions that like, listen, this is your team. I'm putting you in a position, you know, i.e., you know, Isaiah Thomas. When Isaiah Thomas was there some time back, Phil Jackson, you know, he, um, you know, uh, Donnie, um, Donnie, Donnie Walsh, you know, he gives these guys, you know, big-time guys, big-time money, to attract these guys, but it just doesn't seem like they're able to, even though they're good coaches, it's not able to get those big time names in there. And I just don't, I just don't understand. I just don't know if they don't, they're scared of the pressure, the media. Maybe if you go to, go ahead. 
Maybe it's a, a Spike Lee thing. Maybe they're like, look, you don't encourage and think so many of these players. We all want no choking signs up against us. But I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Spike, yeah, Spike will, yeah, Spike will get on uh, other guys' skin. That we talked about that last night as well. You know, the Reggie Millers, the Scotty Pippins. You know, you know, talking junk to uh, to, to Spike uh, uh, for sure. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm just waiting. I, I know it's going to happen. I'm just hoping. I'm not hoping it, but you know, I want to see it and what that means because I think once you get that one guy in there, man, that, that really can trickle down to, to you know other guys. Well, if he goes there. Then, um, then you know, we, you know, we can go there. If he can make it there, we can make it there. You know that type of deal. And then people will start to follow. And on top of that, they don't even draft well. I mean, they, they don't even draft well. I mean, they don't even bring you. They can't even bring that next, you know, Patrick Ewing in there. You know that 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 type of deal. So it's it's rough to to, to watch this uh, to to see you know such a passionate fan base be let down year in and year out uh, for sure. All right, speaking of uh, you know the Knicks, we stay on the Knicks E, and I and I gotta ask this question, man. We got speaking of passionate fans, we got uh, Michael Irvin, who's a passionate Cowboys fan. We see him when he's on Stephen A. Show on First Take or he on Get Up, whatever um, whatever show he he appears on during football season. And we know how he gets with his Cowboys. No matter how bad the Cowboys performed the week prior, the season prior, you know, he gives you that rah-rah speech and tell you why the Cowboys are going to win the Super Bowl or, you know, get to the playoffs and make a deep playoff run. You know how he gets that Miami hurricane in him. And then you got Stephen A. Stephen A. kind of matches him in the same sense when it comes to his New York Knicks. E, what say you about this? Who's the most passionate? Who can, I, in this sense right now? And who would you rather listen to talk about their team? Both of them are let down at the end of the day. <laughs> but who's the most passionate, and who who takes the most grunt um, out of these out of these two uh, these two fans? I'm going to say Michael Irvin is the most passionate, and here's why. I don't know that he's more passionate. But here's the biggest difference between him and Stephen A. Stephen A. has two hats he has to wear. He has to wear the hat of a fan, and he has to wear the hat of a journalist. Michael Irvin doesn't have a journalist hat, so he can be all in. I mean, he can be 100% cowboy all the time. Stephen A. is a Knicks fan, and he's a very passionate fan, but Stephen A. is also a journalist. And so he, he I, I know as a journalist, okay, well, we're supposed to be non-biased. We're not. And it's like, we're not on our level, they're not on their level either. But they try to portray it, try to show that they're non-biased. So, like I said, Michael Irvin doesn't have that luxury. He he, he doesn't doesn't have to do that. Stephen A. has, well, that burden, if you will. Stephen A. has the burden of being both a fan and a journalist. Well, Michael Mm -hmm. Irvin can just push all all his chips to the center of the table, and he can be all in all the time. See, when I said if Nick plays so bad the other night, he threw up. He said, Julius Randle is awful. I don't, Dak can go out there and throw 12 interceptions, all mm-hmm. those pick sixes. Michael Irvin is not going to say, Dak made me throw up. He's just not going to do that. I mean, he may dance around the question and skate around it, but he's not going to put on the journalism hat and say, Julius Randle made me throw up in my mouth. He's not gonna do that. So the most passionate, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Michael Irvin. All right, yeah, I can't argue with that, man. But um, 
Britt, what say you? I mean, I was going to bring up that exact same thing that uh, that he just brought up as far as Stephen A. saying, you know, he threw up. He literally threw up mm-hmm. watching the, uh, the Knicks. But to start the to start the series between the Knicks and and the Heat, you saw that game. You know, you watch every single game. We um we we know that. But that in, in, in the pregame as well, he was fired up. He's saying, you know, they were going to win it in seven. You know, he he had the, the Knicks uh, winning it in seven. They were going to win that game, that particular game, that first game. He was passionate about it. He you know he reminded me of you know Michael Irvin. You know when he talks about his Cowboys. This is why I'm bringing this up. But what say you about Stephen? Who's the most passionate, you know, and who's who's let down the most when they're when they're talking about their perspective, their respective teams? Excuse me. Look, as as much as I would love to say Stephen A. is the most passionate, and he is pretty passionate about his Knicks, his Steelers. He is not a Giants fan. He's a Steelers fan. Yeah. Um, but he's realistic about the fact. Mm-hmm. I mean, he'll boast <laughs> a little bit in the beginning, but in the end, he understands, like, this team is terrible. <laughs> Michael Irvin is just loud and boisterous. He's so annoying, <laughs> it's unbelievable. Um, he's just a typical delusional cowboy. And I can't call him a fan because he was a player, and then he turns into a what? fan, so I don't know how that goes. But he's just delusional, <laughs> and he thinks cowboys will always win, even if they lose. He still says they're going to win. So I absolutely will take Michael Irvin. Um, He's just too loud. He's just too obnoxious. He's just over the top with it, and it's annoying. And when and then he gets he gets the most disappointed, and you can see on his face when they lost to the Forty Niners. They don't make it to another Super Bowl, or they lose any game. He just hypes himself up way too much. He needs to stop it. Yeah, I, I have to agree with you, both of you, man, because, you know, but it's and it's rough, and it's, and he takes the most of it, meaning Michael Worth. He is the most passionate out of the two, in my opinion, as well. Um, but he takes it worse. He takes it more because you got to deal with uh, Stephen A., who's a cowboy hater. And then when he, you know, he's troll. he doesn't troll him not only on, you know, on, um, uh, on the show, you know, we see Stephen A. on Instagram and his videos, drinking his milk or whatever it is, and that that stupid laugh that he has when you know when the Cowboys lose, and then all Mike can do when the next day if he's on first take or he's on Get Up, Mike is just like a little kid, you know, just saying, you know, you know, just puts his head down and is like I don't know what else the, to say. The about scene from team. Friday, the scene from Friday was fantastic. When they oh, yeah, that, yeah. that was fantastic. Yes, yes. Oh man, you know, next Friday with uh, Pinky. Uh, he said, yeah, he said, "Yeah, another word. Say another word." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and Mike took that. Mike oh, took that, that, was funny. that was, Yeah, Mike took that though. Um, so that that was that was real good, man. That was real good. But yeah, I had to bring that up, man, because of the fact of the matter is, it reminded when I saw Stephen A. do that, and and prior to Game One versus the Heat. And immediately, my uh, attention immediately went to uh, Michael Irvin, and it's kind of like one of those things like, you know, uh, Stephen A., be careful what you ask for or be careful what you do. And the same thing make you laugh or make you cry. So uh, now he's talking about Julius Randle, you know, being traded and things of that nature. So it's just good to see, you know, especially, you know, my Heat taking care of the Knicks. Cause I'm not a Knicks fan by any stretch, ladies and gentlemen. He, our, our New York listeners know that how I feel about most New York teams here, not all, but most. Um, but anyway, let's talk about uh, let's talk about Bronny. I wanted to talk about that uh, before uh, I mentioned that before the break. E, um, he committed. He commits. Bronny James commits to um, 
to USC, again, University of Southern California. Um, did not know this, but he's the first James to apparently be going to, to, to attend college. How long he attends is, is remains to be seen. Uh, but what say you about this? What say you about his decision? Because I know we had posed this question. I had posed this question some time back because we didn't know what he was going to do. A lot of people saying he was going to go to the NBA or he was going to take a year off, go overseas, uh, or just take a year off. A lot of people were saying he should go to college for a year, but, you know, ultimately he made his decision. One, what do you think about the decision? Two, how does this affect the transfer portal as far as guys following him? Do you see him attracting a lot of these players um, that are in the portal right now? What say you about this situation? Okay. I wasn't shocked that he the first James to go to college. I mean, we've seen Miss Gloria. We know she didn't go. Wow. We, wow. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just putting it out there. We know she didn't go. We, we don't know who LeBron daddy is. I mean, you know, wow. he, we, he don't have any brothers and sisters. I mean, and, and Bron is the oldest. So, to me, that makes sense. LeBron is the first one to go. But, anywho, I digress. So, looking at USC, Dennis, Dennis Rodman's son is committed to USC. So, he, there's that. Now, I didn't. I don't know anything about him. I don't know his stats. I don't yeah, know if he's good or not. I don't know he's going. But, now, I don't really think it will affect the portal that much, only because we know Bronny's going to be one and done. Now, if you in the portal and you want to, I mean, you want to get some notoriety, you want to get yeah. looked at because you know these games probably get televised, there's sure. going to be hoopla around it, you might go there. But if you come out of high school, I don't think it's going to really affect recruiting because by the time right. you get there, Bronny's going to be gone. Now, from what I've seen of Bronny, unless he's really, really improved, he, he's not a terrible player by no stretch of the imagination, but he's also not a great player. He's not mm-hmm. his father. He's not he's right. not he he's Norris Cole. He Mario Chalmers. I mean, okay. if you can attach your wagon to a superstar, then hey, you you, you go. But it's going to be good for USC because LeBron going to have to, you know, commission a couple of buildings. It'll be the LeBron James <laughs> Memorial Library, um, and 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 because if because you know any scholarship money that Bronny gets, LeBron is going to have to somehow donate, give back to you. It, it'll all work out in the end. But um, yeah, I think he, they might better get a couple guys out of the portal. But then again, I've told you before about the portal. If you're not a four or five star in the portal, your current school was probably your best option. Ain't nobody really checking for you. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. They'll, I'm sure they'll try to build a team around around Bronny. He'll be there for a year, and then he's going to go broke. Yeah, I mean, I mean, great points there. I mean, especially with the transfer portal. And and I wanted to get your thoughts on it. If you did answer one question, I didn't ask, and that's would he be a one and done? Do you see him playing for four years? Uh, how do you see him playing? But you answered that question. But Britt, same you know, same question for you. Also, you know, do you see how how will this affect um, the recruiting for USC? Will it attract you know um, you know big time four star four stars five stars? players like uh, E mentioned, and also do you see uh, Bronny just being a one-and-done guy? Um, I actually do see him being a one To answer the second part of the question, I actually do see him being a one-and-done guy. Um, He's improved so much since, you know, he really first took to the scene, Um, even within the last year. I think he's a five-star prospect actually Mm -hmm. right now just to show 
how dedicated he is and how motivated he is to get to where he wants to be, which I'm assuming is to play in the NBA, hopefully with his, his, with his father. He's a talented right. guy. He can shoot the ball. He can play defense. Mm-hmm. He's, a, he's, he's a little small. I think he's about 6'2". <laughs> you know, right. so he has to be a guard. Um, but he's a two-way player. Um, mm-hmm. um, I think there's moments where he does need to be a little bit more aggressive, but I think he'll get there in time. But as far as – I'm with E on this one. I don't think he'll be there after the one year, so there's probably no point. I do know right. USC did just get the number one overall prospect. Mm-hmm. So whoever's left, I don't know how many big-time players are left in the portal. Um, to right. East point, if you're not a four- or five-star recruit, then it might be pointless because they're not really checking for you as much. They'd rather just go to right. the high school ranks. Um but, yeah, I only see those two guys being one-year guys, and then they're out. They're going to be in the league. LeBron has stated this time and time again. He wants to play with Bronny. And when he comes mm-hmm. out, I think he'll be, what, about 40 years old or almost 40 years old. So, almost 40, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Bronny's coming out after one year. Yeah, I mean, I was I was hoping he would stay a little a uh, little longer, but you know that's what this is now. I mean, and I'm I'm glad he made the decision to to go to to, to go to college and not get and go to the pros and kind of get lost in the um you know lost in the system, if you will, for lack of a better term, um because of the fact even though he is you know Bronny James and there's going to always going to be eyes on him, all eyes are going to be on him no matter where he goes. But I think that he'll probably get lost in that numbers game, if you will, if had he gone you know, overseas. I think that was one of his options um, and, or go to the G league and, and E LeBron has come out and said that, you know, I mean, I know it's his son. I know he has to say what he has to say, you know, to, to, you know, to, to make um, Bronny, you know, a lot, a lot more attractive or a lot of, you know, very attractive, you know, to, to ownership in, in the NBA. But he's come out and said that, you know, he sees some guys in the league that um, that he see Bronny better than. I, he didn't name any names or anything like that, but he said there are guys in the league that Bronny are, is better than. I mean, do you do you see that? I know we don't see everyone, but can you see him, uh, you know, possibly coming off the bench somewhere, making some serious noise right now? Because if he is a one-and-done guy, you know, he's going to be drafted. You know, he'll, he'll definitely get drafted. We know that because just off of his name alone, we, we believe that he will be drafted. But do you see him being, like you mentioned, a, a Norris Cole or Mario Chalmers, do you see him being that type of guy, or do you just see him just being in the league based off of his name? I mean, I, I, I haven't watched him as close as Brent has watched him, so she said he's mm-hmm. improved. But now I, I – um. I wouldn't doubt that he might be better than some of the people in the league now because sometimes you see some guys who are just absolutely awful and you wonder how did they get in the league in the first place. I mean, like we were talking earlier, not saying that he's as good as this guy, but mm-hmm. we were questioning Jordan Poole earlier. Jordan Poole yeah. just got a gazillion dollars and he has got off. Well, what, he had like zero points the other night? I mean, I mean, so with, with, with Bernie's pedigree, I mean, like I said, I'm not saying he's as good as Jordan Poole. He's better than Jordan Poole, but I got to agree with LeBron. There are some guys probably that he is better than in the league. And, yeah, he's going to get some run wherever he goes. I mean, at least if he if he works hard in practice and he shows some potential, I think he will get some run. But the last name definitely helps him. 
Yeah, for for sure. Well, but Britt, what what say uh, what say you about that same question? I think when he gets drafted, and he to me he's definitely going to get drafted, and I think he's a first rounder, <clears throat> mid to late, right now. I think he'll mm-hmm. come off the bench starting off. So he, you know, so he can really learn the NBA game. It's a much faster game. I know he has his dad in his ear. He's going to have his dad most likely there on the bench, helping him, coaching him through things. Um, but I still think he comes off the bench. Um, if he wants to start, maybe go to a team like the New York Knicks. Yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> right. I say I said it. Yes, why not? Why not? Why not? I say he could go in there and start because to me, he has more heart than half those guys outside of Jalen Brunson and Emmanuel quickly. Um, yeah. yeah, maybe Josh Hart in there too, but but no, mm-hmm. I think he is talented enough to eventually start. But his first, at least that first half of the year, I think he sits on the bench. He learns, he studies, um, you know, and then if he gets the opportunity, he'll show what he needs to show. Because you can kind of see it when he transitioned into college. I mean, not college, mm-hmm. uh, high school. Yeah, you know when he really started to get you know more noticed and people started to pay more attention. It was a mm-hmm. gradual thing. He's not one of those that just kind of took off. It was more gradual in his development. Yeah. And I think that will be the same way when he gets to the NBA as well. Yeah, I definitely agree with you that there. And, again, I haven't watched a ton of film on um, or video on, on Bronny, so I'm not, I can't dissect him like, you know, like you, you do Brit, like you're, you're able to do so. And this is why I, I'm, I'm happy that he's going to, to uh, you know, he committed to USC or any college for that matter because I do follow college basketball closely. And it's going to give me, even though it's a West Coast, a West Coast team or West Coast school, you know, I'll still stay up and, or watch it the next day because we know it's going to be magnified. Everything that he does is going to be under a microscope, you know, and, and, and if, you don't, if you don't get to watch the game, you know, at 10 o'clock night or at night on East Coast time, then you're going you're gonna to see the highlights, you know, the next morning on um, your, your favorite sports talk show or, or what have you. Um, so, yeah, I, I definitely want to see him and how he, how he handles the transition from high school to college because these guys are going to be, you know, some are going to probably be just as good as him. I think you, at, in the beginning, He's going to have the talent without question, but there is a, there is an adjustment point that he's going to have to go through, adjustment period that he's going to have to go through. You know, the speed of the game is going to be different. The size of the players are going to be different. The speed of the uh, the players are going to be different as well. And I think once he adjusts to that, that's when I want to see what type of um, you know, once he gets used to that, what type of adjustments um, he's going to make there, and will it be you know so significant that we can say, oh, he can be a you know a lottery guy is he going to be a lottery guy or is he going to be a mid to late first round like Brittany mentioned uh, I want to see that and I'm going to be following him closely man and I'm and I'm going to I'm going to be dice I'm going to give him my thoughts and opinions I'm going to watch you know try to watch as much as I possibly can on him to see if he's a a, a, a NBA prototype guy I know we're going to we all know that he's going to get in just based off of his name alone uh we we know that whether I want to know if he's going to be a G League guy or if he's going to be that 15th guy off the bench in the NBA, or is he going to be in the rotation? I want to see exactly how this, uh, how how it plays out. But yeah, I'm rooting for the guy, man, for, for sure. He's here's, big shoes here's what I ready. want to see. Here's what mm-hmm. I want to see. LeBron is has been steadfast. I want to play LeBron. I want to play LeBron. I want him and LeBron to be on different teams. 
that I would love to see, you know, um, and, and, you know, Bronny checking through the game, like, yeah, I got that, you know. <laughs> uh, they, uh, he he got to switch in the pick and roll because, I mean, I don't think they play the same position, so. But mm-hmm. Bronny get caught in the pick and roll, and he got a guard. I mean, yeah, that's, switch, that's, yeah. the dynamic that, that's the dynamic I want to see. Yeah, you know that's a. I mean that's a that's a great point there. I mean, I, but I don't think LeBron has enough left in the gas tank for him to be picky, picky choosy. You know, as far as like, I'll play this this one year, I'll play against you, but next year we'll play together. You know, I don't think. I mean, even though it's LeBron and LeBron probably could do that. You know, sign a one you know one year deal. To, you know, to play stay in the Lakers and you know wherever Bronny goes, he'll play against him. You know, depending on where he goes, however many times a year, and then ultimately play together. But I, I think he'll probably play with him as as long as he possibly can but you know hopefully we can see some uh some practice tape if they if they do wind up playing together so i think lebron will ultimately the way he deals does his deals he'll orchestrate where he where he's going to go wherever lebron goes he'll you know he'll say oh well, i'm gonna not gonna i'm gonna opt out or I'm not going to sign this extension. I'm waiting for to see where Bronny goes and I'll sign, you know, a one-year, two-year deal, whatever the case may be. So I definitely think it, it'll happen. And LeBron is doing a great job of orchestrating how he his contract works and where he's going to ultimately end up. Go ahead, Britt. I'll say this. I'll say this about Bronny, that no other college player has, no other – well, most NBA players may not have it. The IQ mm-hmm. of LeBron James in his ear constantly. Yeah. So, and I think that'll help his development so much faster than a lot of these players. So, getting there, done that at a high level, he's going to help Bronny all the way. Yeah, for sure. And, and, and you know he's doing that already, Brett, for sure. Right. And let me ask you this. Brett, you may know this. I should have looked this up before I, you know, I, I posed this question. But where does Bronny rank on the ESPN Top 100? Is he, is, is, is he in the top ten? Do you know his number offhand by any chance? I can look it up. If I know one and two. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> in the U.S. because one of them lives right here in, in Philly. I actually seen both of them. Um, okay. They go to one of the, the charter schools out here. And the other one is from Camden, New Jersey, as we all know. They breed, um, they, they breed basketball players. <laughs> right. You know basketball is like the East Coast thing, football, primary yeah. down south. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I honestly don't know. I think he's in the top 100, though. Um, okay. <clears throat> I'm going to say maybe 50-something. And I'm honestly yeah. guessing, guys, to be honest with you. Yeah, and that's where that's where for me that's where I want to see like I wanted to see where he would be in the top 100 there because we are talking about Bronny Bronny James commits to USC 19. and I asked her, 19 okay 19, 19 so 19 yeah so is he that good is he as good as you know we're talking about the NBA we're talking about him possibly being you know first round pick you know a lot possibly a lottery pick being on a, a team and possibly being in the rotation, but yet he's not even in the top ten, you know, coming in, you know, coming into college, you know, coming out of uh, coming into college. So I, I'm just going to do my homework on him, and you know, and then I'll, I'll, you know, I'll pose this question later, and I'll, I'll dive into a more Bronny talk uh, for sure. Again, as I stated earlier, I'm going to be following him a little bit more to see exactly what he looks like. But 19. And all this hype around him, I think he should be higher personally. Um, but you know that may change. Uh, we'll see exactly how that uh, how that goes for sure. All right, good well, stuff. You know, a lot there, of guys. that hype is his dad. But, 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Bad, unfortunately. Exactly. Exactly. But 19, 19 will get but, you that mid to late round pick later on. So. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Is he, first round. Yeah, is he 19 because of his name? Is he 19 because of his game? I, I want to know for sure. Like, is mm-hmm. it? You know, I want to see the, and I also want to see the other guys that are, are ahead of him as well, and some of them behind him in, a, in that same range. I want to look at the top 25. I'm going to look at the top 25. I'll do my homework there, and then I'll, you know, then I'll come up with my own uh, thoughts and opinions on that. Because from what I've seen with the little video that I've seen of LeBron, I, I just think he's an okay basketball player for, you know, for, you know, a division one school and a guy that, you know, has NBA aspirations. I just think that, you know, he has to work on a lot. Um, you know, six, two, I know we're saying he's six, two, it's small compared to LeBron, but six, two is six, two, um, your guard. And if you have those skills, you, you, you know, you can, you know, be a big, um, a major impact in, in the league and in college as well. But, uh, all right, let's, let's, uh, I don't want to beat a dead horse there. So, uh, let's move on. Uh, let's grab our, our next break here. Um, when we come back, where are we at on time? Oh, eight, eleven. Wow. Dang. Um, let's get into it. We'll get into our, uh, our, uh, Hollywood segments here. E, uh, also, uh, let me see what else I have right here. Uh, we'll definitely dive into yeah, We'll dive into that. Also, um, for honors of Mother's Day, we got we're going to give our top five Mother Day performances from you know athletes. It could be generally it's it's only a couple athletes because only a certain teams or certain sports play um, you know during the season of Mother's Day. You know, usually it's basketball or baseball. But um, um, doing my homework and looking at some of these uh, performances and remember some of these performances, uh, we got a good mix, mixture here. Excuse me. Uh, so we'll dive into our break when we. Come back, we'll dive into that, our Hollywood Swinging segment. Um, we'll definitely dive into E. Scott's entertainment segment at the end of the, uh, the show, at the end of the, the last 30 minutes of the show, uh, for sure. Again, ladies and gentlemen, you are tuning to Sports Talk with K. Walk and E. Scott, right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Be right back. You're inside Never Had It So Good Sports Radio with Princess Cooper, Tim Moore, David the Duck Riley, Jason Collins, Shoshana Cook, Brittany Jones, Travis McGee, Eric Scott and Kevin Walker. We make it easy to talk sports. Your skin isn't just skin. It's a beautiful reflection of every single thing you've been through in life. Which is why Dove Body Wash removes your skin's ceramides and strengthens it against dryness. For instantly softer, smoother skin, you can lovingly embrace. Renew the love for your skin with Dove Body Wash. Hey, South Carolina. Greetings from music recording artist Marcus Allen. Our accountants at Javis Tax Service won the state's best tax office in the state. They're open year-round to serve you from Columbia's only drive through office. Give them a call, 803 419 
Tune to Sports Talk with K Walk and E Scott right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Uh, before the break, we were uh, talking Bronny James, uh, thoughts and opinions on him committing to USC and, um, you know, where he would land in the NBA um, uh, for sure, where he'd be one and done as well. Joining us is Brittany Jones. Uh, Brittany Jones is uh, co-host of uh, She Knows Sports. You can catch her right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio on Thursday nights with Princess Cooper, 7 p.m. Tune into that great show there uh, for sure. All right, guys, I want to uh, switch gears a little bit. And, and, ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't, if you're not watching, if you're not tuned in, close game uh, between the Knicks and the Heat, 32 um, the, the Knicks are up. They just went on a big-time run, and the Heat were up 10, but now they're down one. Um, so Knicks came to play, as I thought they would. Um, so with that being said, E, let's, uh, let's, I want to talk about um, – Mother's Day performances, man, um, as far as sports goes. I sent that out to you. And uh, Mother's Day is Sunday, so uh, for all the mothers that are listening right now, happy Mother's Day to you. Have a, a safe and blessed day for sure. So in honor of that, E, um, so you're, uh, I know, Britt, you didn't – I didn't give that. So I, actually, I did. I think I sent this to you, Britt, if I'm not mistaken. I might have sent this to you as well. I don't know if you were able to come up with five, if you did your homework there, but it's all right. You can just throw some out there if you have some off the cuff. It doesn't have to be in order. But, uh, E, I'll start with you on this one, of course. Um, give me your five, and, and I know it's generally probably baseball, basketball, maybe some hockey's in there as well. So um, let's, let's hear <laughs> well, your no, five. We, 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 we didn't get into hockey because, no. <laughs> you know, they would have knew I was lying. <laughs> yeah, they were no watch hockey. They didn't know I made that up. So yeah, so I, it was tough because of the time of year. But okay, mm-hmm. I got at, at, I didn't have any other lives. But at number five, okay. I got Carlos Boozer. Carlos Boozer had a pretty okay. good Mother's Day performance. Stat line: thirty-four points, twelve rebounds, two assists, and a one fifteen one hundred one win um, mm-hmm. when he was with the Jazz. That was at number yeah. five. And then I had um, at number four, who was it? Was it Kobe? Let me look at one more thing here. No, Manu Ginobili. Manu Ginobili had a Manu game Ginobili. on Mother's Day. <laughs> Off the bench, he had 15 points, six rebounds, nine assists, and five steals. So, you know, that, that was a pretty good performance, you know, for Mother's Day. Indeed. He was an all-around pretty good player. Then at yeah. number three, I think that was the one I had, Kobe. Give me a second. Yeah, mm-hmm. I had been at number three. He had mm-hmm. a set line, 33 points, 8 rebounds, eight 10 rebounds, assists. Yeah. But mm-hmm. that was at, at a 123-115 overtime loss. But that was mm-hmm. also on Mother's Day. Now, yeah. I guess you can say that this next one <laughs> encompasses uh-huh. two things. One, the performance by Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan had okay. 22 yeah. points, 15 rebounds, 4 blocks, and a 180, uh-huh. a 180 uh, over 80 win. But in uh-huh. that same game, Kevin Garnett, the big ticket, yeah. told yeah. Kevin Washington free throws, happy Mother's Day. Well, yeah. we kind of know the rest. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that so petty, so petty. <laughs> and then number one, I actually, number one, I actually did go to baseball. Okay. What was your boy's name? Um, Dallas Braden. Dallas, Dallas Braden, Braden okay. He had a perfect game on Mother's Day. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And then that, that's, that's pretty hard to do, you know, yeah. throwing a perfect game on any day. But, yeah, a perfect game, no runs, no hits, no errors, no walks, 
nothing, six strikeouts, and they yeah. had a complete game. So that was my number one Mother's Day performance, Dallas Braden, the perfect game, baseball. Okay, man. A lot of overlap. A lot of overlap for sure, man. Um, uh, uh, Britt, do you, you have five? It's not. It's, it's, it's cool. I know you. you I don't have five. Know. I have one. Okay, that's fine. Because this one, this particular one, I don't know if it was exactly on Mother's Day, but I know it was at that weekend, and mm-hmm. it hurt every Philadelphia fan. Uh, yeah, for a I long, know, long time. Have that on my At list. At least for the last couple of years. <laughs> and that's the Kawhi Leonard Game yeah. 7 buzzer beater. When we had mm-hmm. Jimmy Butler and all those. Mm-hmm. And it still hurts because that was the luckiest shot on planet Earth. And he traveled. And I'm still talking about that. And he went on and won the championship. That should have been our chip. That was yeah. supposed to be Philly's chip. But that's the only one I got. I don't like this one. Yeah, that 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 one hurt, Brett. Yeah, that ball's still bouncing on that rim, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. Right. Still bouncing around. <laughs> but yeah, um, I had definitely had that on my list. And again, you and I have um, some overlap there. But um, five, I, I went with the, the Dallas Braden one as well. E, um, I went with five there because it's a, it's a baseball. We generally don't talk baseball on here, um, but some you know I, I do watch baseball. I do follow baseball. But, yeah, uh, Dallas Braden with the A's against the Rays on that particular day in 2010, Mother's Day perfect game. I think it was the 19th perfect game in uh, in baseball history at that time. So, um, the big time, that's, that's, that's a big-time perf- um, performance on any day, let alone Mother's Day. Number four, I went with the Monster Mash, Jamal Mashburn, back in the – uh, 2001, uh, he had a 31-point performance um, in an Eastern Conference win. They were down 2-1 in the series against the Bucks. His mom was courtside, so he put up 31 points to tie that series. So I went with Jamal Mashburn there. Number three, I also went with Kobe Bryant, uh, Eve, for that same game. Obviously, 33 points, 8 rebounds, 10 assists. Um, even though they lost that game, 123-115 in overtime, it was still uh, a great performance on Mother's Day nonetheless. Number two, um, I did go with uh, Kawhi uh, Britt. I went with Kawhi. He had uh, that buzzer beater game seven. Like I stated, that ball still bouncing around as far as I'm concerned. Did he travel? Uh, yes, he did travel. Was it called? No. So did he travel? No. <laughs> so I know that was, that was hurtful right there for sure. And then he goes on to win the championship. So, yeah, that's definitely hurtful for the Sixers for sure. And number one, I went with Tim Duncan. Uh, I went with Tim Duncan. He, I went with uh, the one he had, 22 points, 15 rebounds, four blocks, and that 180, 180 win over um, – over the Hornets and and that KG KG's my guy, you know happy happy Mother's Day. If you guys don't know, look it up. It, it's on there. Um, exactly what he said. We won't we won't repeat exactly what he said. Uh, but you know, use your imagination, uh, the ladies and gentlemen. Keep try to keep it clean so we don't get shut down. If you know what I mean. So, um, with that being said, he let's. Uh, oh, wait, oh, 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 Sorry, sorry, mess. <laughs> sorry, mess. I didn't get anything back, so I think I hit that button pretty quick. E, so I didn't get any uh, any any scolds, anything like that, any, any any feedback from that. All right, um, E, let's uh, let's do this. Let's, let's pause real quick. Let's get into our Hollywood segment. You got um, do you got uh, one has to go, or do you have what do you have? Oh no, I I I I, I was gonna go with the one that you sent. Okay. All right. Oh, did you uh, send one? My, my bad. No, I, no, I, I didn't. No, I didn't send one. That's why I thought you had. I have one, but I didn't send. Okay. One. Yeah, we'll go. No, my bad. 
Okay. All right. That's cool. So we'll dive into that, and then uh, we'll do our one ticket. Britt, the one ticket is the same one that I posed to you last night, so I don't know if you want to give you for our listeners which one you want to uh, – uh, which one you would go with, uh, but it's the same one I posed last night on our show, The Sideline Speaks, ladies and gentlemen. You catch us live 7 p.m. Tuesdays, um, live on Twitter, live on YouTube, live on Facebook, live on Spotify. <laughs> um, <laughs> we, we're, we're there. If, if, if there's a social media platform, it's there. And, again, it's The Sideline Speaks. That's with um, Brittany Jones, Jason Collins, and myself, Kevin Walker. So uh, check that out, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, really good show there. All right, uh, let's uh, quick pause, and when we come back, we'll uh, we'll get into our uh, we'll get into that segment. Again, ladies and gentlemen, you're tuned to Sports Talk with K. Walk and E. Scott right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Again, you are tuning to Sports Talk with K Walk and E Scott right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, you hear that theme, you know it's time for our Hollywood swinging segment. And that's a segment that we have one has to go, my um, one ticket uh, as well. Um, definitely want to, well, I know Brittany's, but you guys want to hear her thoughts and opinions, but I definitely want to hear E Scott's. E Scott doesn't know. I don't give these out before the show, so um, uh, I'll give. Uh, E. Scott's, uh, I want to hear E. Scott's thoughts and opinions on this, E. So let, let's start with the uh, the one has to go, E. Uh, let me find it here. So many notes here. Uh, okay, here we go, E. Uh, one has to go. These are game show. Uh, these are game shows that I grew up watching, and they're still on, uh, ladies and gentlemen. They're still on. Some have the same host, some don't, but nonetheless, they are they are big time game shows. So we got the prices right, E. We got Wheel of Fortune, and we got Family Feud. One has to go. Whew. Now Ooh, I got a wolf out of E, and that's uh, uh, our listeners. Are, are that's big. <laughs> are we talking Bob Barker prices right or Drew Carey prices right? <laughs> we talking about as a whole. So if you would, let, let's do let's do let's do prices right. Bob Barker prices right. Let's do okay. Wheel of Fortune. That's the same. That's always the same host. Pat, Pat, Jack. Jack. And let's do uh, Richard Dawson uh, family shoot. Oh, that's the dude that was out here tugging women down. Oh, yeah, he, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we gonna have to get his ass behind up out of there. Yeah, you you yeah, I mean, 
if 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 my family are person right, you chugging down my I mean uh, my family feud and you chugging down my wife, that's gonna be an issue. Yeah, I mean he ran out he ran out here kissing somebody. I, I love Bob Barker. I, I uh-huh. my grandma used to watch Francis Wright, so I yeah. my extension. I watched Francis Wright. But I really, really saw like a, I mean, fell in love with Bob Barker, the scene from Happy Gilmore, when he beat up Alex okay. Sandler and okay. was Because I had never seen him in that light before. So we definitely keep him Bob Barker's Francis Wright. Okay. We're gonna keep St. Jack's Wheel of Fortune. Uh yeah, we well, we're gonna roll with your Dawson on that stuff up out of here. I mean I hear spreading COVID, kissing all the way. Yeah, he gotta <laughs> Yeah, you gotta go. That was the eighties, man. That was that, that was that was allowed back then, man. That was allowed back then. He he but, a me uh, too move he a me he a walking me too movement. Yeah, you can't even think about doing that, let alone doing that today, brother. But yeah, great point there. But Brett, you can um you know, your generation is a little different, so you know, you may not have watched Family Feud. Richard Dawson was the host. Um, may not have watched Bob Barker there. I mean you may have. I'm not sure, but Either the host, your favorite host, you can take him, and, and, and uh, which one has to go again? Price is Right, Wheel of Fortune, Family Feud. Okay, well, understand me growing up, mm-hmm. I was the young queen, or since I was a young lady at the time, a princess of TV land and all the game shows. Game shows so okay. I know exactly what right. you're talking about. I used to watch all them right. all. Um, nice. And I'm in agreement with you. That used to okay. gross me the heck out watching that show. And I'm like, why is he kissing every single woman on this show? I'm like, what is wrong with this guy? So I love Bob Barker. Um, I love, uh, uh, what's his name, Pat? I can't think of his last name. Pat Sajak. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. Vanna White. Like the, that, Those two are iconic. I didn't mm-hmm. start liking Family Feud until Steve Harvey took over. Steve Harvey okay. makes Family Feud fun again. Uh, Dawson okay. got to go. Dawson's creepy, okay. whatever his name. He got to go. <laughs> Can't do that. Nasty. <laughs> <laughs> Can't do that. City. City nasty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, um, yeah, yeah. It's not like yeah. It wasn't one of those. If you, ladies and gentlemen, if you didn't watch Family Feud back when Richard Dawson was the host, um, he didn't do like the you know the the side kiss. You know, it was like you know the cheek to cheek. You know, that type. Well, you know, he would. He would, nah, he, he, yeah, he would get in there. Yeah. In the mouth. <laughs> yeah, he would get in there. And like I said, I, Seriously. Hey, man, that, that's my wife. How you know? No, no, no. Or, or, or that's my daughter. Hey, man, no, no. We we about to have some issues here. Yeah, that, yeah, that was a little over the line. But, um, yeah, so I agree with you guys. I'm going, I'm going to take uh, Family Feud has to go based off of that because I still watch Prices Right to this day. Um, I watch Family Feud every once in a while, but I, you know, actually I won't watch Wheel of Fortune because of the basketball and everything because it comes on at a certain time. But I do watch Wheel of Fortune more than I watch Family Feud. So Family Feud for me has to go. So uh, good stuff. All right, next the one here. Version, is, good. I'm that? sorry, K-Walk, real quick. The new version of Family Feud is funny as I don't know what with Steve Harvey. Yeah, they that, just allow yeah. any and everything. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. And Steve, and Steve, well, if you make a mess, if you mess up, and Steve says, you know, he'll he'll let you know. He'll let you right. know. He won't let it slide. He won't let it slide. He's like, yeah, he, you you know how it goes. But yeah, it, and I love the celebrities on there too, and and he'll call them out on it as well. Like what? Mm-hmm. All right, <laughs> all right, E and uh, Britt, uh, we got the one ticket. E, one ticket this week is. Um, is uh first one we got uh Jesse Owens 
hockey. This is the uh, 1936 Berlin uh, Olympics where he won the uh, gold medals for uh, the long jump, the 100, and the 200-meter, and the 4-by-1-meter relay as well. And this is Berlin back in 1936, Jesse Owens, okay? Second one, we got Jackie Robinson on April 10th. He signed the first, um, the first uh, National League contract. However, five, five days later, um, he would actually make history, history by becoming the uh, first African-American to play um, in a game. Three, we got Wilt Chamberlain back in uh, 1962 uh, when he scored 100 points. Um, he scored 100 points against the Philadelphia Warriors. That, that score was crazy, 169 to 147. And number four, we got Flojo uh, in the 1988 uh, Olympic Games in Seoul, Korea. She then set the um, record for the 100 meters and the 200 meters. 100 meters is set at 10.49. Uh, 10 200 at 21.34. And keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, that these records still stand to this day. So you got one ticket, E, those four events. What are you using that one ticket for? I'm going to go to the Jackie Robinson baseball game. I mean, because okay. that, that that was historic. I would have loved to see that. I mean, I, I, I like and respect what Jesse Owens did, but, hey, dog, that was in Berlin. No, and, and that was back in 19 what? No, no, no. We, 36, yeah. We, we ain't finna be Britain the ground back in the day. You get kidding now. Uh, we, we ain't doing that. Uh-uh. So, I mean, I'd see that on TV. Um, slow Joe, slow South Korea, uh, mm-hmm. maybe. But, um, um, and then the Will, the Will Chamberlain game where Will scored 100, I mean, that would just look like a bunch of every time they, that was the bailout offense. Pass the ball to Will. Uh, literally. Basketball of Will. Yeah, I mean, that, that, I'm sure like the first 80 points were excited, but at some point you're like, hey, man, do they have any plays? Or they just going to come back here and give it to him every time. So, yeah, I'm going to go with the Jackie Robinson event. Uh, I guess uh, so. You're saying Will was Joker and uh, Joker and say, those guys like, uh, I mean, yeah. Will was uh, killing those guys back in the day like Joker's killing DeAndre Ayton. Yes. Okay, I got you. I got you. <laughs> All right, Britt, um, I know your answer, but for our listeners, um, you know, those four, I uh, posed that question to you last night. Um, but what say you that one ticket? What are you using that one ticket on? So what I decided. You know, I decided to process the refund and fully refund. I know last night I said just oh, wow. I wanted to see the mess okay. out of Adolf Hitler's face and the disgust <laughs> he would have on his face when he seen a black person win that race in Germany on his home court, mm-hmm. uh, home track. But mm-hmm. then I said, you know what? <laughs> this is my favorite track star of all time. Mm-hmm. And it's in honor of Mother's Day. I want to see Slow mm-hmm. Joe in her, all her dopeness and coolness. And just like strut down the uh, the track, smoothest ever, fastest ever, with her hair blowing back, breaking right. two records in one. So I had to switch it up. Uh, you 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 and Jay kind of made me feel some type of way uh-huh. yesterday. So I'm switching <laughs> it up. I process the full refund on the Jesse Owens, and I'm okay. uh, take it over to Flo Joe. All right. Hey, Spiffin, you can, yeah, you can request and receive a refund within 24 hours. So it's been within 24 hours, so you, you, you're able to receive that refund, and so you can use that, <laughs> that ticket for Flo Show. But, yeah, you kind of you kind of <laughs> touched on my answer. I, I went, with, uh, went with the Flo Joe as well last night, and I'll stay with that one. I mean, just, um, 
you know, just what she was about, Flojo. She died at such a young age, at the age of 38, and that was back in 1988. And we see so many great athletes today. You know, they're, they seem like they're bigger, they're stronger, they're faster, not just from a male standpoint, but from a female standpoint as well. And for those records to still stand to this day is phenomenal. And that just tells you how, how uh, you know, how dominant that is and, and, and how um, – and how much of a uh, uh, an achievement that is. It's not like, you know, it's not like it's basketball where you can score, you know, 100 points a game where you can put up 80 points and break this record. This is speed. This is this is flat speed, and this is 1988. We're talking about 2023, and these records aren't being, you know, touched uh, right now. So, for me, I'm taking uh, Flo Joe. I'm, I'm going to see Flo Joe. Um, you know, win those two races. So, uh, so great stuff there. All right, ladies and gentlemen, um, that's all the time we have for that segment. That's the Hollywood Singing segment. We're going to take a quick pause, and we're going to turn it over to Mr. E. Scott. So if you're new to this segment, we got Brittany, uh, Brittany Jones uh, joining us. So, Britt, you're, you're a contestant this evening. Uh, we don't know what the topics are. I don't get a heads up. No one gets a heads up. E. brings them on us. We got three daily doubles. How many do we have tonight, E? Are we carrying it from last week, carrying it over 23? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right, so let's take a quick pause. When we come back, we'll turn it over to Mr. E. Scott. Again, you listen to Sports Talk with K-Walk and E. Scott right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Uh, <laughs> how you do that death? How you do that death? New Orleans, Baton Rouge. How you do that death? Let me get a big Charles. How you do that death? Shreveport, Mississippi. How you do that death? Alabama, Atlanta. How you do that death? All right, guys, what I got for you tonight, we had for you last week, but you know, the number y'all want to call and play, so we just carried it on over. This is, honor, <laughs> this is an honor of the NFL draft. We just had a big Ooh, NFL okay. draft. So what I got for you on the list, I got 23 guys. They either were drafted later than the first round or oh. went undrafted. They're all popular oh. players. So it just goes the, the point of the the point of the story is you don't have to be drafted in the first round to have a great career. Because all of these dudes have somewhat of an outstanding career. I'm gonna give you the name and you tell me either they were undrafted or what round were they drafted in. Okay. Yeah, it is a little difficult, yeah, but yeah. I, I think you guys will be okay. Yeah, I, I, I think this was a J category, but I never did hear back from I, him. Brit, but, uh, I, I got confidence in Britt. I'm scared of Britt's on right mm, now. Mm, you know, she, oh, no? Okay. Uh, all right. All these guys are popular. You've heard okay. of them. They either went yeah. undrafted or they were not drafted in the first round. So, okay, gotcha. K-Walk, okay. we're going to start with you. One through 23. All right, All right. I'm always going with number one, so let's go with number one here. Number one, Russell Wilson. What round was Russell Wilson oh. in? Uh, Russ. Russell's high. You said they were not they were not drafted in the first round, right? None of so these guys died. were drafted in the first okay. round. None of them. Yeah, I want to say he was a third-round guy. That's Was he a second or a third-round guy? All right, I'm going to go third round, final answer. That is correct. Russell Wilson oh, was drafted in the third round. Britt, pick a number for me. Three. Number three, number three. 
Tom Aloysius Brady. What round oh, yes. was Tom Brady drafted in? <laughs> you know this one, Brady. I know you know this one, Brady. Do I? Uh, sixth round, final answer. <laughs> that is correct. Tom yeah, was drafted in the sixth round. Okay, well. All right, give me number – give me number 21. Number, number 21, Jimmy Graham, drafted by the New Orleans Saints. Ooh. What round did we take Jimmy Graham in? Jimmy was highly touted coming out of the U. Uh, I'm going to uh, I'm going to say second round, final answer. That is incorrect. Britt, uh, it's a steal. What, what, um, well, I, I, I got to kiss you first. <laughs> hey, no problem, people. I, I don't want to get caught up in the Me Too movement. I take it back. I, take I was it back. like, don't, that, don't be having me talk on Me Too that, movement. That, 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 that was, that was inappropriate. You get in trouble now. <laughs> um, what what round was Jimmy Graham drafted in? Oh, my goodness. Um, was he a later round or was he the third? Oh, my goodness. I can't remember. I'm going to say... <clears throat> Fifth round pick. Final answer? Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, incorrect. Jimmy Graham was drafted in the third round. Now, keep, in mind, some of, keep in mind, some of these guys were undrafted. So you can yeah. say undrafted. Uh, Britt, we're on you. Okay. Uh, 12. Number 12. Number 12. Julian Edelman. A little bit of fast white dude. Well, was it? Um, there? I think he was. Wasn't he undrafted or that Danny? I'm gonna say undrafted. Incorrect. Hey, what round oh. was Julian Edelman drafted there? I was thinking the same thing. Um, okay. Uh, let me see. He's a young guy, so I'm gonna say seventh round. Final answer. That is correct. He was yeah. drafted in the seventh round. Came out well. Close. <laughs> I, I thought he was undrafted, so I just went to the next, next, the next hey, round. Well, you drafted the seventh round. That's like being undrafted. Exactly. Yeah. Right. exactly. <laughs> Give me number uh, 20. Number 20. Number 20. Daily double. <laughs> Okay, you have ten. Brent has five. How many you want to win? All right, let me. I'm all in. I'm all in. Give me all ten. All in. Antonio Brown, the Kanye West of football. What round was Antonio Brown drafted in? I don't. I don't recall what he was. I'm going to say. I'm going to say he was undrafted. Final answer. Incorrect. He was drafted in the sixth round. But we still got a game going. You down yeah. to zero. Britt still has five. Britt, we're on you. Two more days okay. doubles out there somewhere. Uh, Turn that down. So high. Ten. Number ten. Number number ten. Nate Newton. What Ooh. round was Nate Newton drafted in? <laughs> you know, Nate. <laughs> He played for the goddamn Dallas Cowboys. Played for the Cowboys, yeah. Uh, that's why I don't beast. remember him. Okay, He's that's why I don't remember him. Um, I think it's... Uh, I'm going to say... I'm going to say a third rounder. Incorrect. k what round was Nate Newton drafted in? I don't believe Nate was drafted. So I'm going to say undrafted, final answer. 
That is correct. Nate actually mm-hmm. went undrafted and mm-hmm. had quite a career. Okay, yeah. what will you? Give me number eight. Number eight, Tony Anthony Tony Romo. Antonio Romero. <sighs> what round was Antonio Romero drafted in? Gosh, I don't want to give it away to Britt, but um, I have two rounds in my in mind. Um, why do I think he was? was he uh, all right, Britt, you're gonna you're gonna get it because if I get it wrong, um, undrafted. Final answer. <sighs> that is correct. Anthony, oh, Romo, Anthony Romo actually Romero actually went undrafted and oh, had a seventh round. It, yeah. it, it had a career. Yeah. <laughs> a career. Still I, does. I can't say it was yeah. <laughs> oh, he's a much better broadcaster than football. Yeah, facts. Fact. <laughs> Britt, we on you. Uh, let's see. Let's go with seventeen. Number seventeen. Number seventeen. Richard Sherman. Legion Ooh, of I know Ooh. this one. I know this one. I know this one. Sherman drafted in? Fifth round. Final answer? Yes. That is correct. Richard Sherman was drafted in the fifth round. K-Walk, where are you? All right, give me number four. Number four, Antonio Gates. (sighs) Antonio Gates. Antonio Gates. I don't remember him being drafted for whatever reason. So I'm going to say not undrafted, final answer. That is correct. Antonio Gates, regarded as one of the top ten, mm-hmm. top five tight ends of all time, went undrafted. That is correct. Britt, where are you? Uh, let's see. Did 14. Did you say 14? No, you good. 14 is on the board. Terrell Davis, running back. For the oh, Super Bowl I know that. Denver Broncos. Broncos. I know um, this one. This is six. This is six. I know he was My a later absolute. round pick. I'm a sixth round pick. Final answer? <laughs> yes. That is correct. TD yeah, went in the sixth round. That is that. Hey, we got ourselves a game here. Okay, well. <laughs> All right. Give me. Let me see. I'm looking at. Give me number two. <clears throat> Deuce, Joe Montana, your quarterback. Yeah, Joe, where, where you Joe, at, Joe? Where, where was Joe drafted? I always get this wrong. I know it's one of well, it's one of two. If I get it wrong, Britt's gonna get it right. Uh, come on, guys. All right, I'm gonna go third round. Final answer. That is correct. He was drafted in the third round. Britt, we on you. Uh, what, what number did was that? Uh, uh, that, was, that was two. That was two. two. Yeah. All right. We got okay. Number yeah. five, James Harrison, the mama uh-huh. James Harrison. For, um, uh, fillers, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. that's him. <clears throat> wow, what the heck? did he get? He was great. I can't remember. I'm gonna say undrafted. Final answer? Yes. That is correct. James yeah, Harrison, the monster career that he had. Yeah. He, was un, he was undrafted. K-Walk, we on you. All right, give me what we're we looking at. Give me number six. Daily double. Give me daily. Number six, Wes Welker. 
Another little bit of white boy. Fast. I know. Played with right. both Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. And, Has no yeah. Super Bowl rings. Fun fact. Oh, wow. Good player, though. Good player. Yeah. Um, what's about, they don't find those dudes. Really, I don't know what late. So I'm going to say Wes Welker was undrafted. Final answer. That is correct. Wes Welker was undrafted. Britt, where are you? Uh, eighteen. Number eighteen. That sounds like a daily double. Cam Chancellor. Oh. Where was Cam <laughs> Chancellor? Another member of the Legion of Boom. Yeah. Um, Nemesis. If I'm assuming is is what's the name was about a fifth rounder or whatever I said before. I think it's six or six. Richard Sherman. I'm going to say he was somewhere in that range. Um, fifth, so I'm going to say fifth rounder. Final answer? Final answer. Yeah. That is, cor- that is correct. Oh, wow. Cam Chesler was drafted in the fifth round. K-Y, we got ourselves a game here, boy. I see that, man. I knew Britt would do well in this. Um, give me number 23. <clears throat> number 23. Another one of your quarterbacks, Jimmy G. Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> What round was Jimmy G drafted? <laughs> Not Northern Illinois. Yeah, no, no. no, no was yeah, by the Patriots. Uh, Northern Illinois. Um, was he drafted? Yeah, he definitely was drafted. Uh, sixth round, final answer. Uh, Incorrect. Brick. Ah, that's the other one. That's the other one. I remember this one. I never understood why because I still don't like him. I don't care anybody says. Uh, I think it was second rounder. Final answer? Yes. That is correct. Jimmy G was drafted in the second round. Britt, we on you. Let me um, just say what we got there, Britt. We got 7, 9, 11, 13, 15, 16, 19, 22. Plus 22. Number 22. You love them Seattle Seahawks. Bobby Wagner. <laughs> What round was Bobby <laughs> Wagner drafted in? Oh, was he? Man, I can't remember. Uh, I think he's a third rounder. Was he a third rounder? Yeah. Let me say second round. I don't know why I'm just feeling. Final answer? Second round. Yes. That is correct. Bobby Wagner oh, wow. was drafted in the second round. K-Walk, where are you? All right, man. I'm not doing well right here. Um, give me number. What we got? Uh, number nine. Come on, daily double. Daily double. Yes. <laughs> K walk. You have five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five. Brit has five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, thirty, thirty-five. Where, where are you at? All right. Give me. I'll I'll do fifteen. Give me. I'll I'll do fifteen. Yeah. For 15, <laughs> Drew Pearson. Where was oh, the round with Drew Pearson? Damn that guy. Oh, I love me some Drew Pearson. Was Drew Pearson drafted? Damn uh, that guy. If, if he was drafted, it was a late, late, late round. And when they had like 18 rounds or 20 rounds. Um. <laughs> Don't know. With that being said, there was too many rounds back then. So I'm going to say he was not drafted. Final answer. That is correct. 
Drew Pearson was not drafted. Man, we got ourselves a game here, guys. Uh, Britt, where are you? There's one Daily Double left out there. Oh, man. Why can't I figure out which one that is? Okay, what numbers do we have yet? Do we, have we, got, we got 7, 11, 13, 15, 11. 16, uh, 11, 11. Devin Hester. What round was oh. Devin Hester drafted today? That was my guy. Um, uh, he, was, he was a high pick. He was like, yeah, I know he wasn't a first rounder because nobody's a first rounder. So second round. <laughs> Final answer. That was my guy. Yes. That is correct. Devin Hester oh, wow. was taken out of University of Miami in the second round. Came out. All right, Rich on fire. So I need that daily double. Um, give me number seven here. Number seven. Number seven. Travis Kelsey. Ooh, Super Bowl winner. Right. Two times uh, Super Bowl yeah. winner. I know this. Travis one. Kelsey. All right, this is another one. I I would like to think I do. Um, was he drafted? Um, I don't even know where he played college ball at. That's the sad part about it. Um, uh, I don't know, man. So. Anytime I don't know, I'm going to say he had to have been drafted because he's too good not to have been drafted. All right. Let's say he wasn't. All right. Come on, Kevin. Not drafted, final answer. Undrafted, final answer. I'm sorry. Incorrect. Britt, you can steal. Out of Cincinnati with the Cincy. Um, Oh, gosh. Third round pick. That is correct. Travis Kelsey was drafted in the third round. Britt, where also, are guys, you? I'm, I'm, you I'm a, I have a woman crush on him, so there, there's a big difference. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, let's see, Britt, what we got left? We got 13, 15, 16, 19. Yes, that's right. 13. 13. 13. Brett Favre out of Southern Mississippi. What round was Brett Favre drafted in? Um, before he before he starts stealing welfare money. <laughs> oh my god, that guy. Um, Brett Favre, Brett Favre. Well, we know he wasn't a first rounder, and he definitely was drafted, as far as I can remember. So, um, second round pick. That is correct. Brett Favre was drafted <laughs> in the second round. This one gonna come down to the wire. That daily double gonna mean a lot. For real. Well, all right, so with that being said, let's go get this daily double, Kevin. 15, one five. Daily double. Whew. <laughs> K-Y, you got 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 40. Britt has 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50. So she still has a 10-point lead. All right, you know what, man? I'm not, I'm not afraid, man. I, because I got a feeling if I don't get this, it's this is all in. I'm all in. I'm all in. I'm not afraid. Wow. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Wow. He's all in. <laughs> it better not Your be Jerry clue. Rice, neither. <laughs> Your right. clue. T.O. To round on. Pretty close. Where? Uh-huh. What round was T.O. drafted in? T.O. Oh, yeah. T.O. Um, where did we draft him at? Um I know it was a late round. That's my guy, man. That's my guy. Um, I, I, I got to think about this one because it, it's just two rounds in my head that I just ah, – come on, man. Uh, 
Tennessee. He's going to let me down like he did when you left us and went to Philly. Um, <laughs> T.O. was drafted. Uh, oh, my God. All right. I'm scared because it's one or two rounds. Second round. No, 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 no. We pull back. Third round, final answer. Correct. Oh, T.O. was drafted in this thing. I'm throwing the towel on this one. Oh, I didn't give him T.O. 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 give it to the staff. Uh, let's see, Brett. We got a couple left. We got 16 and 19. 19, yeah. Give me, uh, I don't know. It don't matter. Give me 16. <laughs> 16. Thurman Thomas. Where Thurman. where was Thurman? Out of Oklahoma. Where was Thurman drafted? Oklahoma. Barry Sanders. Yeah. Well, no, he was back up. No, he was, Barry Sanders was his back. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, undrafted. Incorrect. K-Walk, do you know where Thurman Thomas was graduating? Yeah, yeah, he was um early round guy. Second round, because he was a beast at Oklahoma. Second round, final answer. That is correct. Last that question. was before my time. I don't know him. <laughs> Last question goes to you, K-Walk. Dakota right. Prescott, also out of Mississippi. Where was Dakota Prescott oh. drafted? Dakota was either second or – no, he was a fourth-round pick, right? Fourth-round pick, final answer. That is correct. He was projected to go higher, but Dakota yeah. couldn't stay out the sauce. He out here drinking and driving. And it knocked him down to the fourth <laughs> well, round. Funny, but, yeah. Yeah. So, um, Britt had a really impressive showing. She got 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50. And then, K-Walk, you just blew away with that when you went all in on the Daily Double. Yeah. But um, I'm I'm not sure if we're able to cue the music anymore because you know we received a cease right. and desist. <laughs> no, no, I can I can I can cue this one. No, I can cue this one for okay. sure. Medals round my neck because I won, I won. Now my mama dead because I won, I won. I'm making bad do what I want. I feel like the guys on the basketball court when Wesley Snipes' character and Woody Harrelson came and uh, <laughs> no, Sam the right. Mets on, like, they going to act like they can't play ball. They going to act like you don't know the answers and, and all of a sudden they kill you. Brent, on, I had no, I had no so idea, You said K-Wap sandbagged you. No, I told you. I, I told you to begin a to start the disclaimer. I said the disclaimer. I said I have no idea what this is about. I don't. Even, I didn't even know the category, let alone know how many where the daily doubles were. <laughs> Any of that. The, the, daily double, the daily double. What did it for you? Without that daily double, uh-huh. I think Brett might. I think Brett might have got you. Without that, I know. I, get, I know. I could not get me a daily double. I was trying. Oh yeah, okay, well, you did get all three of them. Yeah, all yeah. Of them. yeah, yeah. And you went two for three. Yeah, that yeah, was man. good stuff, man. That, that, that's all T-O. I got for you tonight. K-Y, I'd like to be up against the clock so you can go yeah, ahead and take us all home. 
Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, the Knicks look like they want to uh, extend this series. They're up by uh, by eight right now, so um, we're definitely going to dive into that game. All right, ladies and gentlemen, like I uh, like I always do, I always want to leave you guys with something. Before I do that, uh, guys, I want to leave uh, this wish again. All the mothers, a um, safe and happy Mother's Day. Stay blessed for sure. May your day be uh, a blessed one uh, uh, oh, for sure. Also, real, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, my bad. Go ahead. Real quick, let me mention too. Also, uh, please join the Winter Park Alumni Chapter of Capital Alpha Star Fraternity Incorporated on June 17th. We're raising money for the cheering. We have a Capital Casino night. Again, that's the Winter Park Alumni Chapter of Capital Alpha Star Fraternity Incorporated. Tickets and ticket packages can be found on our website, winterparkcampus.com. There you go. You heard it. There you go. Um, for sure. Good stuff there. He, uh, I'll definitely be uh, uh, taking care of you for for sure, that that that, uh, that great fraternity, uh, for sure. And, again, like I always do, guys, I always want to leave you guys with something uh, positive. This week I'll leave you with this. The successful warrior is the average man with the lesser – with the laser-like focus. Again, that's the successful warrior is the average man with laser-like focus. For E. Scott, I'm K. Walk for Sports Talk with K. Walk and E. Scott. God willing, we'll talk to you next week. And you don't stop.